Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us, whether you're watching this online or listening to it on the go. We are so happy that you've joined us here this week. In the studio, we have Brian Sevitz here with us, and Andy Jamerson is joining us here today. We'll get to her in a moment. But as always, we have the sponsor of the week that we'd like to let you know about, and the sponsor of the week is the most flavorful some barbecue sauce now sweet baby rays aren't returning any of my phone calls so i'm not getting paid for this at all Um, but we are going to be having our barbecue community happening this sunday and i would love for them to sponsor me but that hasn't (laughs) happened yet so maybe someday but uh, we are glad that you've joined us here today we as usual we're going to start out by recapping this past week so brian how was your sunday Anything unique happen? Anything okay, so strange happen? Sunday, I just felt off. I, I couldn't wake up. I was like, both hours, I had a word salad. I, that's what I felt like. Maybe you didn't in the audience. A word but salad? Yeah, just What's like, I just said up? a bunch of jumbled words, like before communion and stuff, that, that I was like, did that even make sense? But I could not wake up. And like I, I don't really I think it came out that way to yeah. other people, but I just it was just one of those weeks. I felt like Super I needed foggy. to sleep like two more hours. Mm-hmm. I feel like that every morning, but usually like second cup of coffee, I'm good. <laughs> but this week, like I just never got there. You know, I bet there's a lot of people that come Sunday mornings that feel that same way, right? Uh, that uh, feel a little jumbled up. Annie, how was your uh, Sunday? Did you have a good Sunday? I did, yeah. Ben and I actually headed out of town last weekend. Ooh. I know. Ooh. We took an anniversary trip. It was the first time we've ever been away overnight, and it was... Wow. Yeah. Where'd you go? We went to Herman. Herman, Missouri. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fun. How long did you, did you just go the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. So we headed down Friday. We came home Sunday. Okay. How many years are we celebrating? Eight. Eight years. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That is great. Uh, Sunday we were continuing our series and we're talking about, uh, we've talked about some relational pitfalls to avoid, we talked about seeking peace, and uh, this week was about serving first, and how in relationships, when you go in with the mentality not of what can I get out of it, but what can I give, and how can I serve first, you are always going to be more blessed, and it's always going to be a more healthy relationship. Um, I know we're getting into it just a little bit, but you mentioned you're married. Um, when your when your husband comes home with the mentality of I'm going to serve my wife or my bride first, how does that help things better? Does things go smoothly? Is oh, it, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do we need to make a plug for him to serve you more? Or? No, that's a fantastic. Job. Thank you, baby. Uh, I was, someone was uh, someone mentioned in the. Uh, the, this, the following, I guess a little bit after the service, um, I was talking about using your gifts and seeing your gifts as useful to serve others. And they asked the question, what if I don't know what my gifts are to serve others? And I was going to ask you both, have you ever had that question and how did you figure out the gifts that God has given you? Brian? Um, well, some of them are just talents. Mm-hmm. So you assume I've been given this talent to serve God. Other things, though... I feel like you have a piece of it in you, and yet God wants to grow you. Mm. And so there's been certain things that I felt like I was called to serve. Like when I first started going to Haiti or doing the financial stuff for them. Like I had a piece of it, but I I didn't have all the pieces and still don't. But God wants to stretch us in some of those areas. So I think 
a lot of it is just like where your passion is, where you feel the most burden, and whether or not you feel fully equipped, sometimes you're called to step into that and you'll grow along the way. <laughs> That's good. Annie, what about you? Have you ever thought that question like, I don't know what my gifts are and how to serve others, and then have you had any answers to that question? Sure. Um, I mean, so there's the standard Christianese, you know, the need is the call, mm-hmm. and sometimes we hear that so much that it just kind of goes in one way and not the other, but it's so true. Like, um, yes, you have gifts, and yes, you have passions, and yes, you have certain abilities, but there are also needs within the body of Christ or within the, the church itself. Um, but if nobody else is going to step up, even if it's not something you're passionate about or feel talented in, mm-hmm. if that need is there and you're capable, I think that's also a call. Mm. Yeah, I think that's usually the answer is, you know, when you combine your gifts, your talents, you know, open doors, and then the need that you felt burdened with, uh, somewhere in there is God's gifted you uniquely to meet a need, mm-hmm. and you might not feel like you can do it, but he certainly will provide the power to do it. Um, so if you heard that sermon and you were the person that wrote that note or had that thought in your head, what if I don't know what my giftings are? Um I'm not saying you're doing this, but sometimes we use it as an as an excuse to not do something. It's like, well, I don't know what my gifts are, so I'm not going to even try. Well, God might have put something on your heart. You might not. You might be asking the question more. I don't know how to do it. Well, then mm-hmm. you got to figure out. But if, if there is a need and you have gifts that or talents that you can meet those needs, that probably is part of it. So if you missed that sermon, we talked about how to serve first, why it matters, and you can check that out at tlcc.church and uh, catch up on the sermons there. Uh, We're going to move now to the TLCC top three, the top three things you need to know heading into this week that are coming up. Brian, take it away. You've got some of those. Okay. The first one is, we've already been talking about this one, Barbecue Community. It's Sunday night at 6. We... I think we only have four or five uh, entries for the barbecue contest, so we'd love it if more people participate, and we do want you to let us know. So uh, you don't have to tell us what you're bringing or anything. We just want to know how many entries we're going to have, and there will be a prize for the top winner, and then, of course, people will get to enjoy whatever you make in the potluck. And so we're going to ask you to have that here. We're going to judge them right at 6, so please get them here because since we want to enjoy them in the potluck we need to judge them first before we turn people loose to start eating Uh, but other than that i mean we're going to have some games we're going to have we're asking you to bring a side dish or a dessert and we're going to provide hot dogs drinks stuff like that and then of course the the barbecue dishes that people are cooking so that's the top one Uh, the second thing is we've been talking about serve day projects and serve day is september 10th we're in the kind of final planning stages before we start uh, signups and that we're talking about you as church attendees signing up to do one of these projects so uh, tlcc.church slash serve is a place where you can submit a project either at your own home your organization just something you noticed around town like somebody needs to take care of this feel free to fill out the form and we will consider it and maybe be able to get a team for that um, the third thing is this coming Saturday is the second Saturday, so all guys invited to the second Saturday men's breakfast. It'll be here at the church this time, 7.30. We'll have coffee and donuts and a Devo, so hope to see you there. There you go. Barber Community is happening this Sunday. 
Uh, Surf Day signups are coming soon. If you've got projects, please send them in to us. And then for all men, we're going to have our second Saturday, which will happen here at the church building. Okay, Andy, this is something that we do, uh, that I like to do. Uh, I'm going to set a timer. Okay. And you got 30 seconds to tell us about yourself. So, people who don't know you. About me personally? Just what what would, you know, if, if someone's like, who are you? Okay. You got 30 seconds to tell them anything about your life that you feel is the most important to tell them. Okay? Okay. You ready? I'm okay. Ready. Hey, Mark, get set, go. Okay. Um, so I'm Andy Jamerson. Um, I am married to a wonderful serving husband. Uh, and handsome. Hey, so handsome. Mm-hmm. So handsome. I'll let him know that you said that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're cutting into my time. Sorry, I'll give you a couple extra okay, seconds. Okay, good deal. <laughs> um, we have four children. Uh, Tristan, Emma, Gracie, and Finley. Finley's kind of peeking over my shoulder a little bit here. Um, we, uh... Ten seconds. Let's see. Okay. Um, I speak Spanish. Um, I like to eat. I like to eat lots of food. I love coffee and ice cream and, um... Time. Time. So what we've learned about Andy is that she loves to eat, she has a family, and she loves her family very much, and those are the most important things. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> and you speak Spanish. I do. And obviously <laughs> I love Jesus. I figured that could go without saying Oh, okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. I think it's interesting when you put people under the gun of a time or of a clock, like the things that come out of their mouth. <laughs> and like, what's at the top of your head of, okay, here's what you need to know about me. Um, but one of the most important things that we wanted to talk to you about today was an organization that you have founded and have been working now for a couple of years, mm-hmm. which is called Faith Bridge. Yeah. Tell us what is that? That is easier to talk about. Okay. And I'm talking no about timer. myself. Very often. Okay, good deal, because we got all day, right? Uh-huh. All right, cool. Um, so Faith Bridge is an organization. We founded it here in Moberly, um, but now we are statewide. Okay. So um, we assist foster, adoptive, and kinship families. So basically anyone with children in their home that are not biologically theirs. Um, any family can come in um, and we have clothes and shoes and hygiene items and bedding and things like that um, for the children and also for the um, for all of the kids in the home um, and for the family themselves if they need more furniture, if they need things like that to support these kids. Okay. Um, and then also when, when youth are in foster care and they turn 18 and they age out, they're, they're pretty much starting over again with nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we help them get their first apartment and we furnish that apartment at no cost. Um, we help with some job placement. We help with um, vouchers for different things that they might need. Um, we are implementing a mentorship program. Um, so they will have like a, a co-pilot to kind of help them navigate um, independence so that they can be successful. That's great. Uh, why does this organization matter like what why is it needed so um, foster care flies under the radar by design um, there there's enough trauma there already there's enough um, sadness there's just enough heaviness with foster care already they don't need to be paraded around um, and so it, it flies under the radar, and so because it's not in your face all day long, a lot of people don't see it as a need. You know, we see the commercials with the the sad puppies, Sarah or yeah, yeah, cue the music. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you don't necessarily see or hear a lot about foster care, and so what we want to do is not bring attention to the the children themselves or the families themselves, but just to the need, um, so people can can hear that there is a need and even know it because many are not even aware that there is a need. Yeah. Brian, I know you've your family has fostered, but mm-hmm. somewhat, and 
have you had interactions with Faithbridge? What is your kind of behind the scenes of being on that end of things where you're taking yeah. in a foster care, a uh, foster child? Like, did you have that experience of we don't have the stuff or we need the you know things that we could need? Like, share a little bit about that. When we, uh, yeah, right I guess now, not everybody would know that. You yeah, guys right. Did that. Right now, we're more on the support, respite, care, volunteer mode. Not to say we'll never have another kid in our home, sure. but um, we're just waiting for the right situation, I guess. But when we had uh, an opportunity to take a baby in, we had gotten rid of a lot of our stuff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just we had, what, two hours notice, something like that. You were here when yeah. that happened. I mean, and that's the way it often happens. Uh, now, some of these families have fostered for a long time and they've got you know a house full of we can do this room for a 13 year old or this room but we weren't that it was our first uh, placement and so I know that more than one occasion we came shopping at uh, Faith Bridge <laughs> and one thing I remember and I think it was through Faith Bridge I don't remember you can say if it wasn't you but we had been given like maybe we got a car seat from mm -hmm. Faith Bridge. We got one somewhere. Uh, well, it didn't fit in any stroller we had. Mm. And we were like, we need this certain kind of uh, stroller that it locks in, you know. Yeah. And somebody, whether it was Andy or whoever it was, found that thing on Craigslist and brought it to us at our house. <laughs> and it's just like, even if that wasn't you, that's the kind of thing that Faith Bridge does. It's just like, mm. we have the resources we can outfit you with with whatever you need and and then so we like right now out front uh somebody gave us a bunch of suitcases and we're like well i don't know if she wants them or not but we're we're gonna try to give them because you know some of these kids come and they've got like a trash bag <laughs> yeah. and so we're like give those to faith bridge if they want them yeah. and but that's what it was to us is like you you're in this sort of freak out mode mm -hmm. with this new kid in your house and you they don't know what behaviors they'll have and there's all these kind of things they're dealing with and if resources is one thing that they don't have to stress out about that's what they're all about mm -hmm. why is Andy White for you why is fostering something that God's put on your heart to care for kids and families who are trying to make the best out of a very difficult situation why does that matter to you so, um, I think realistically, if she matters to all of us, um, mm -hmm. you know, we are to care for the orphans and the widows, and, and they, may, they may not be technical orphans, but they are situational orphans. They do not have parents that can take care of them. Right. And so I think, um, you know, we talked earlier about your, your call and your passion, and that's, that's that, a need. That's what I'm saying. Like, what, what, what about it for you yeah. is like, oh, this is something I need to start, because Let's just be honest. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Like you've gone from the idea to now helping lead and run an organization that has a storefront that's now in multiple places. You're connecting with places outside of Moberly. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. It is. Like why? Like what drives you to do that? Um, man. Got to dig deep. Here. I know. Dig I know. Deep here. Um, <laughs> so let's start. My childhood, I, I grew up in a military family, okay. so I lived all over the world. Mm -hmm. 
And so I have seen how people live all over the world. Mm. And so now living in America, like we have this American dream, but our American dream is stuff. We have so much stuff. Mm. Um, and I mean, even myself, my household, we're, we're full of stuff. Mm. And there are so many kids who don't even have a, a family or a home or a bed to sleep in, much less all of this stuff that we just continue to collect over and over. Mm. Um, and so seeing, I think seeing other cultures and seeing how they live and how they are just so full all the time. Mm. And then seeing our culture now, we're, we're searching, we're looking, what can we do? How can we find fulfillment? Mm. And I think we find it, um, oh, we do, we find it in, in giving mm. and in serving. And so Faith Bridge, I think, gives people the opportunity to do that. Mm. Um, you know, hey, I've got stuff. And there are people who don't have stuff. There are people who need these things that I have. It's just sitting in my garage or in my attic mm -hmm. or in a corner, wherever. Um, so if we can bridge the people who have stuff with the people who need stuff or support or a home or a bed or whatever that may be, they need love, they need a family. Um, that's kind of the purpose and the passion behind it all. And, and that's a personal thing for me. Um, I, I find a lot of enjoyment and fulfillment in that, you know, finding people the things that they mm. need, um, whether it be a backpack or a t-shirt or a bed or a family, you know, just whatever it is. Um, I think that is, that's a gifting that, that I have is connecting people. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's kind of a cool to, to say, you know, this is something that has been a crutch for Americans is all this stuff and now allowing God to use the excess to do something great with it that can impact someone's life. It's kind of a, it's a little redemption story there. Sure, sure. And I like it. I like it. Um, speaking of all the stuff, how do people find out, hey, there is a need that can match what I might have and I can meet that? How do they connect with Faith Bridge? Do you guys have newsletters? Do you have like a list of, hey, we have these needs mm -hmm. publicized? How, how do they get in contact? So early on, it was uh, it was run out of our home, mm -hmm. and so it was like okay. so you had lots of stuff. <laughs> we did, we did, we had all this stuff, uh -huh. um, and so as you know, more stuff came in. You know, we we had to eventually get a storefront. Sure. Um, it it developed into that, but in the early days, it was okay. So a three year old and a four year old little boy and little girl came in. We would post that on Facebook, like who's got stuff, and right. people would just come with the stuff. Yeah. And then they started coming with more stuff that wasn't situational, and so now we have a store, two stores, and two stock rooms full of stuff and so if people have things that are in good condition or brand new and they've never used it um, mm. and they want to donate it if it's child related or household related teenagers that we will take that um, when we do have specific needs we try to post those on our wish list Wednesdays um, so that is posted on on Facebook wish list Wednesday that's right hashtag I like it, I like it. Um, wish list Wednesday and so that's usually things um, that are more situational that we run out of quickly like diapers and wipes um, baby mm. care hygiene items things like that or putting sure. your car seat yeah. and stuff like that but for the most part um, mm -hmm. because of the connections in the community mm -hmm. and people being so generous and so giving we are pretty well stocked mm -hmm. so like great. during the farmland shortage yeah I don't think we well we could have made it through we just had would have had to really use brands that weren't recommended and stuff but two or three times um, Andy provided the type of formula that our uh, the baby we had needed mm -hmm. and 
it was stressful because everybody was needing the same thing. Sure, yeah. But, you know, it's better to not switch brands every week when you have a baby in your house. So we didn't have to do that. And a lot of that was because of Faithbridge helping fill the gap between when you could find it in the store. Yeah. I I think when when it comes to foster care, there are a lot of those gaps. And having an organization like yours to bridge the gap is is helpful. <laughs> we like we like it we like it here if you if you uh, you know what to do with it okay um so if you're not following Faithbridge on Facebook make sure to go find Faithbridge on Facebook and like it and that way you get the notifications when there is a need um, and for wishlist Wednesdays okay. and you can catch up uh, on what's going on I want to hear about the expansion because I don't know anything about this. So you said you're now statewide. What yes. does that mean? So um, we started, you know, Randolph County and Howard County, like that's the circuit. Um, and we have gotten um, some foundational grants to expand our carry-on program to Hannibal and to Macon. Wonderful. So yeah, so the carry-on program is the one for foster youth who age out of the foster care system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they're, they're on their own. They are trying to potentially get a job their apartment. Most of them don't have a driver's license. If they do, they don't have a car. Um, So we try to help them with these tangible goods, um, furniture, bedding, kitchen stuff, all of that for their apartment. Um, And we do have a lot of families that come in because we are, we're one of the few foster closets where everything is free um, and it's foster, adoptive, and kinship. So it's it's any family. Um, And a lot of them are, a lot of the other free closets are very limited on who they can serve and how much they can give out at a time. Right. Um, because we founded it, mm. we can do what we want. We do what yeah. we want. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and our board is incredible. They are very much on board with the whole. Um, if we've got it and they need it, they can have it. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna we're not gonna say no because maybe they don't check a box. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a whole other thing. Whole other whole, whole other podcast. Other so. Um, uh, because of that, a lot of families do come in to see us from other parts of the state. And so, again, checking a box based on what part of, you know, the town you live in or what county you live in or whatever, that just seems kind of ridiculous to me. If they can come in and they can get it or if we can take it to them, let's do it. Um, do you have a, a an example or an illustration or a story of how you've seen... Uh, how long have you been doing this now? It's three, four years? Three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. Just the impact that... Faithbridge has had, do you have anything that comes to mind of an example or a story that you were just kind of encouraged by that, okay, we are making a difference? Um, yeah, so we, one of the, one of the first teenagers that we helped with clothing and things like that, um, she was in a placement here in Moberly. Um, she had never been to prom. She had never been to homecoming. Um, she had moved so many times that... She never got that experience. She never got that experience. She didn't have a group of friends to go with. She didn't have, you know, even know what size dress that she would wear because that just mm. wasn't something that she... It mm. wasn't a lifestyle that she was able to live. Um, and so not only was she able to come in and get a homecoming dress and heels, but one of our other community partners um, is a photographer. So she took some pictures of her and Aww. a couple of her friends for homecoming. Um, a floral shop donated their bouquets. And they went as a group of girls, and it was fantastic. They yeah. had mm. an amazing time. Um, 
when those pictures came back, she made sure to let the right little thank you note on the back, and she sent it in Faith Bridge as like a, a thank you. Um, and she's no longer in Moberly, um, and I I pray that she's doing amazing. I know that she she has experiences now that she may not have had before, and um, it's not I'm not tooting our horn um, because the family that she was in, you know, they also were were instrumental in making sure that she had those experience and those things because that's it's a big deal a lot of yeah. kids don't, don't get to do that stuff yeah. yeah that's amazing that's wonderful well if you want to get connected with faith bridge the best way to do so is to go on facebook and uh, like their page get connected with them there and if you want to start getting involved and want to know how you can best do that i would encourage you to go downtown and to visit the uh, storefront um, tell me the address, I can't remember. 536 and 538 Reed Street, right across from the post office. Right across from the post office. Uh, if, just to get a sense of, hey, this is what's here, let talk with you. Yeah. When are you guys open? Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 10 to 2. There you go. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So I like the Facebook page and then also make sure that you, uh, if you get the chance to, go down and see what's going on because there are lots of needs, but it's also encouraging to see how many people are willing to help and just to be reminded, uh, you know, there's a lot of negativity and there's a lot of, oh man, I don't feel like there are good people or people want to help, but it's good to be reminded, you know, we live in a community where there's lots of people who love Jesus, who are doing their best to follow him and also who want their best for their community and are willing to help. So it's really encouraging to see that. Um, one last thing, we wanted to do our part in helping Faith Bridge, so we just wanted to give you uh, some money. Sweet. Is that okay if we give you some money? I, mean, I, guess. I guess you can take some money. Um, we've talked about this for a while. I, I, do you want to prom- say anything more about this? Well, main thing is we we already told her we'd sponsor the event coming up. And then we just threw in some more the you rest know, you with it. Okay. There you go. Wonderful. Right. Well, thank so, you so much. We yeah. appreciate this. I don't remember what the event is. What's it called? So it's called the Low Country Boil. Low Country Boil. Ah, yeah. yeah go ahead. I guess Give I shrimp. Okay, yeah, I, I knew that Give was not plug. right. Yeah. <laughs> Coming up on September 23rd, we have the Low Country Boil. Um, so it's going to be catered by Zydeco's. Ooh. So we will have a shrimp boil and jambalaya and gator and boudin. So and then um, the Bearded Lady Bread Company is going to be there with some fresh sourdough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rooted 242 is going to do some desserts. Last year they were incredible. Make sure you get some desserts. Um, there's another one I know I'm forgetting. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, Tenley's. Okay. Uh, yeah. So she'll be there doing some lemonade. Um, it'll be <coughs> fruit infused lemonades like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be a great time. We'll have axe throwing out in the yard. We'll have an auction and a paddle raise and um, just a, a lot of fun. A good time. That's awesome. Yeah. If they want to find out about that or sign yeah. up for that, where do they go? So um, you can go onto the website. Okay. It's just faithbridgemoberly.org. Um, there's a link there. You can get more information. You can get tickets. You can be a sponsor. You can have your own table with a big centerpiece, whatever you want to do. Awesome. Well, we're so grateful for you and for the work that you do. And we're grateful for Faith Bridge. And we pray that God continues to bless it uh, as it impacts lots of people. Okay. Let me end this uh, podcast with the blessing of the week. It comes from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And the Apostle Paul is writing and... 
as we talked about serving first and helping other people, that is incredibly important. And Paul talks about in chapter 9 how he becomes all things to all people so that he can join in the message, uh, join in working in the gospel message so that uh, he might save some for Christ. And he talks about how that's important, but at the end he gives this little uh, lesson and message that I just, I guess I never really noticed. And it says this, uh, chapter 9, verse 24. He says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, uh, but only one receives the prize? So you should run in such a way that you might win. But what's the goal of running the race as a Christian? He says, I do not run in such a way as without aim. I do not box in such a way without just beating the air. But I discipline my body and I make it my slave. And here's the goal. So that after I have preached to others... Or you could put in there, after we have served lots of people, I myself will not be disqualified. And it's a, an encouragement, but it's also a little bit of a warning. It's an encouragement that, that you can encourage lots of people, serve lots of people, you can make a difference. But the warning is, don't lose sight of the fact that you are also pursuing a relationship with Jesus. And Paul didn't want to get so lost in serving others and preaching to others that he forgot he was running a race as well. And so we have to be mindful as we serve others that we have to remember we don't want to be disqualified from the race. We want to make sure we're living our lives for Jesus. And because of the grace that God has given us through Christ, we're able to do that with the strength that he provides. So make sure that as you're serving others, you don't lose sight that it's also your job to live for Christ first. There's your encouragement of the week, and we hope that this podcast has been encouraging to you. Um, final words? Final words? I'm good. I'm good? I need coffee. Need some coffee? <laughs> Girls, do you want to say anything? Final words? Do you want to wave to everybody real quick? Do you want to say hi? Oh, you're not, now you're shy? Okay. All right. God bless you all. We hope to see you next week. See you later.